Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Shout out to our community. Thank you for the support, guys. There you go. We don't censor Max, not his voice or his hat. Oh, he gets wow. to he gets to live <laughs> live free here. He gets to ex- express himself. Land of the free, huh? Eh, for now, for yeah. now. See how it's going. Speaking of which, obviously not JB living in ben- <laughs> JB Benjamin, uh, CEO of three exciting companies and a huge jungleist. We'll let him explain what that is. He uh, is from England, but hates London. JB, thanks for being a part of our program. Thanks for being on Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, all your energy? Because I love uh, it. <laughs> thanks. I mean, that was an amazing intro. And i got to be honest, yeah, I definitely noticed that Trump hat as soon as uh, the camera swung in. But you know what? Given what we've seen around the world, can we really say that Trump's the bad guy? I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, really, there's a, on the great scale of things, there's some crazy stuff happening every but anyway that's a divergence who am i um no i mean no like it this show we are a business show but it seems to be that people want to inject politics all the time and talk about it and we just kind of embrace it i actually for one think that we should get away with go do away the entire political system and just have people buy products based upon their political interests that way you're voting every minute right coke and pepsi need to split Right. <laughs> one's red, one's blue. That's it. So that's how we make policy decisions based upon uh, the stock price and the earnings of uh, of of these uh, polarized companies. But um, to your point of is he a bad guy? I don't know. I don't think so. But maybe I don't know. But they, you know, at the end of the day, is there a politician? Somebody, somebody has to be incredibly broken to want that job. I think yeah. or any any job in politics. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I think we've drifted so far from where we started, where people are representatives. Now they're leaders. And it's like, I, I don't know. Uh, so why is London a cesspool, which is what okay. you said right before we jumped on? Because you, you have companies, but you're emphatic about talking about how you're out of London. They're, they're outside because it's it's not uh, the jungle vibe that you like. Okay, so- well, so basically, so my three companies, Cryotech, Cryotech, I created the world's first post-quantum encrypted messenger, Vox Messenger, where are over 80,000 users in over 100 countries. Basically, wherever they don't kind of trust their government or the mainstream, like Signal or WhatsApp, you will find Vox Messenger. So uh, it's like, a, well, how is it different than like Telegram? Um, well, for a start, we're encrypted, which Telegram isn't. Um, and we use post-quantum encryption. Now, what does that mean? It's a buzzword, basically. Post-quantum encryption just means that you're using algorithms which are based on lattice-based cryptography, which is in orders of magnitude about two, 300 times stronger than elliptic curve cryptography, which is the current standard used by Signal, WhatsApp, and Viber, and all these other platforms. Well, let me ask you, do you guys have an app on the App Store? Are you ready to, to get yeah. a, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're actually uh, on Android. We're at, we're already out on Android. We're currently going through review on iOS. The reason we didn't originally launch on iOS is because iOS is an incredibly expensive ecosystem to develop for. For example, did you know just to upload to their store, you need to own an Apple product? I mean, yeah. that's just... Yeah, and given that Apple products are not the cheapest and they and they update and upgrade did, every year... Did you just year. bleep yourself, by the way? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, really? I'm British. 
<laughs> we don't uh, we don't we don't self-censor here so oh okay so good let, Hell it, yeah. let it out this is a safe place for <laughs> foul language uh, uh yeah no i did know we have an app uh our company golance has an app and uh but it's it, uh, apple definitely is um they're not easy they're not the easiest not at all Nope, especially if you're running your own encryption and you're going into crypto. So that's that's a crypt that's cryotech. Um, then my other company is Dijin Technologies, where we solved another problem, which is how do you synchronize 3D camera streams without having to walk around the QR code and have markers everywhere? So I created an algorithm that does real-time autonomous camera sync uh, on these special on a Connect and the Luxonis Oak D. We also acquired one of our competitors. We acquired EFEV, which is this European outfit that basically created the Adobe of 3D workflow scanning software. It's amazing. We managed to pick them up uh, and incorporate them into Dijin Technologies. And then my third company is Gorgon Blackbox, which is basically where we take the technology that I developed at all my other companies and we uh, apply it to military and security applications. This is, you know, we can actually control the end to end then. Um, Originally, they were all based in London. I mean, I'm from I'm a Brummie. I'm from Birmingham myself. Originally, I was a, I was born in a council estate, homeschooled. You know, I'm not from the Ivy League or any of the you know stereotypical. How long, uh, how long were you homeschooled for? Uh, all the way up until 13, and I was reading books on Descartes, Baudrillard, philosophy, and psychology way before and most. Of my 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 kids, we homeschooled them up until 13 and 14, and then mm. they went off to boarding school. They're like, but uh, but same thing. They had their their own style. Um, huge huge fan of homeschooling it was uh, something that we we was a decision we made based upon the way we saw the best school in Irvine, California. Mm. It was the best. It was the best. Oh, probably the best public school in Southern California, may, maybe in all of California. And it was uh, it was garbage. And we're like, we're done. If this yeah. is the best you guys have. And these are the petty things you're dealing with. We'll just teach them ourselves. Well, I was uh, I was taught in the traditional English three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. Hence, why I don't speak like a Brummie. Hence, why I don't speak gang speak because I was taught the King's English. Don't you know? Um, so, I mean, that's probably half the reason I've managed to get so far. Because let's not get it twisted. Britain is a horrifically institutionally racist place, but we'll get to that as a whole other point. As a kid, I'm talking up- about it now. Well, well have, how is it how is it institutionally racist? Well, I'll give you an example. We have policies set up in the United Kingdom that make it so that if I say certain things that our government doesn't like, even though I'm a British passport holder and I was born on British soil and I'm ex-army, I could still be deported to Rwanda with no reason. You could be deported even as a citizen. That's has that ever happened, or in or is that just like one of those laws that's on the books that's ridiculous? No. No, they actually changed them. So we have an amazing, we have such an amazing government. I mean, then, you know, it's, it's great. They've managed to get brown people to enact some of the most racist policies this country has ever had. For example, there's a generation of people called the Windrush generation. Back in the 40s and the 50s, after the Second World War, um, Britain was pretty much screwed economically and said to all of the empire countries, particularly the Caribbean, if you come and help rebuild Britain, we'll give you a passport. And you're, you're good. So all of these Caribbeans came up on a ship called the Windrush, kind of like how, you know, there was a slave ship called the White Lion that got to the United States. But anyway, the Windrush got to the United Kingdom with loads of Caribbean families on it. They all worked to help rebuild Britain. And then there was a 
passport and papers burning party in the House of Commons in 2002, where they decided to clean up non-essential paperwork and burnt all of the immigration paperwork of the entirety of the Windrush generation in one hit. So because my dad was Windrush, that basically means I can be by extension deported. Now, our last home, uh, our last immigration minister uh, then also enhanced it so that anybody who is classified as first generation or related to Windrush, therefore, could be deported. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. It makes it very hard to be. Let's put it this way. Um, we have an I have an army colonel on my board of directors at Cryotech, and I'll get periodically these conversations. But maybe you could you could lose your citizenship if they don't like you. Yeah. At least in America, you can't lose your citizenship. You go to jail, and we are number one, number one in prisoners per uh, per capita. We are the oh. goat. It's so, a new, but, uh, it's a new but, form of modern slavery. Oh yeah, but they do the same thing here. Half the companies running your prisons in America are ones invested in prisons here in Britain, too. You know, these poor disenfranchised multinational correctional facilities, profit uh, they got to make money somehow. No, oh, it's a terrible, awful, uh, toxic, just uh, despicable world we live in. But, you know, we try to make a profit where we can. And it sounds like your freedom values are driving your technology. You know, yeah. you, you've got uh, you've got your your hyper encrypted chat, which, you know, is is uh, is necessary to, to when in a world where sharing what you think is now um, extreme and crazy. And, and uh, it seems that thought by and large, it just seems like they're they lost control of the microphone. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be you sit in front of the telly and I'm using the yeah. British word for television. You sit in front <laughs> of the telly and you uh, you got told what was going on based upon the order of importance of what was supposed to be told. And the newspaper and all that is saying, hey, this is it. And now people have the ability to go learn their own stuff and make form their own opinions. And it's like, hey, this is really dangerous. Is it dangerous to the person or is it dangerous to the system that wants the person to believe what they want them to believe. And uh, it, it's, it seems like there's a ratcheting of control for that. So, but I don't know, maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe they're right. And we shouldn't be thinking of these things and we should do as we're told. Well, I get a of, sense that homeschool people believe that. Well, as of today, it was just announced in here in the United Kingdom that they're trying to push through a bill very, very sneakily, which enhances the surveillance state. Oh, yes, they have just they're passing a bill that gives the British police, bear in mind, not one of the most ethical police forces in the world, mind you. They're going to give them unfettered access to all of the DVLA driving license to, uh, photographic database. So basically, they're going to connect so say a say somebody takes a picture of somebody saying posting something pro-Palestinian on Twitter and they want to report them to the police and they can't find them. They can actually go into the DVLA and say, can you find out if this person's been in a vehicle or where this vehicle has been? So we can give them a good talking to. And this, by the way, has been done with no public consultation. It's another use of AI for surveillance state. And, and it also is a contravention of the European EU Responsible AI Act. But this is also part of the reason why Britain left Europe was so that we could do what the hell we wanted with people's data and AI. Well, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they're free. 
Exactly. So I'm a little bit less hopelessly enslaved because <laughs> I don't falsely believe I'm free, but I am here on a podcast and uh, we haven't been, we've only been censored once on Instagram. It was our first episode. And I think maybe for good reason, it was a little <laughs> wild. But let's, 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 let's get past that. You're back up. Uh, you, Come on, you, man. What happened? What happened? I, I, I got to know. What were you doing? Did you did you like release the Epstein list live on air or something? Wait, what happened? Uh, nothing. Somebody made a joke about a lady penis. It went there. It was oh, funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. It you, was. It was in. It was. It was funny, but it probably got us kicked off Instagram, which was nice on our first episode. So, um, hey, look, whatever. It was fun uh it was it was a fun show but look so let's get back so you've developed all this technology you you're scaling multiple businesses at once what advice do you give to the entrepreneur that wants to scale their business in their life how do they tap in to what the energy that you've tapped into aside from listening to jungle music okay i would say um don't follow Y Combinator or any of these incubator programs that give you BS like, oh my God, before you build a product, you need to do lots of consumer research, man. Find out what they want. It's BS. If I did that, I would have never have built Vox Messenger in the first place because I started building Vox Messenger in 2017 when the world still believed it could trust these paradigms. It still believed- you build, you build for what you want, not I what- I build for a I build for problems I see that are already there. I already saw that this was a problem, the manipulation of our data, the utility of our communications. Bear in mind, humans communicate in their most authentic selves, their truest selves when they have privacy. When we ha don't have privacy, we become a little bit deranged. Why do you think they they do that to get my prisoners? Why do you think they remove they shame them, humiliate them, remove their clothes and give them zero privacy and no sleep? It's the same thing when you're monitored and surveyed. So that, but that's interesting. Back to the business part. Um, you built for where the puck was going, not for where you're saying Y Combinator says, go figure out what people want and then give them what they want here today. And you're going, no, no, this is this, this thing. People are going to identify that they don't have privacy and they're going to seek privacy. So you ignored the, the advice of the, the, the infrastructural. Yeah. You know, the, which is, I mean, yeah, if it's on the front page of the newspaper, it's already too late, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you're 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 looking for what what's your values and what's valuable to people, and then how 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 that's going to change in the future. And that's that's I think a really solid piece of advice. What else would you advise people to do um, when, they're, when they're trying to build and scale and come up with ideas to scale um, their business, their life? When building and scaling, uh, I would say. Having a ton of tenacity and being and developing the skill to take it on the chin when people become hypercritical of what you're doing. I'd say that's probably one of the most important things to have because I've seen so many people get dissuaded from uh, pursuing either courses of action or product development, which is actually really cool ideas and would actually bring value just because a few other people said to them things like, oh, well, you know, it's not, you know, so and so is doing it better or it's already done or, you know, is anybody really going to buy that? You know, this is one of the things that stops innovation. Innovation doesn't come about by just looking at a trend and then going and creating some faceless video or some autonomous SaaS product to fulfill a trend. That is not how innovation comes about. That's not how you advance things. You advance things by actually looking at the problem and then looking at how do you make it easier to resolve, 
Now, in the terms of saving our privacy and encryption, we'd already had lots of demonstrations prior to 2017 that none of these companies could be trusted. I also got taught, I also studied behavioral psychology and cybersecurity. I come from a hacking background. And one of the things I also saw around me very, very quickly was that with the adoption of newer and newer technologies, the ability for these corporations to galvanize and centralize control would increase. So I, but I also so that also made me very determined that I would become a competitor that can provide an alternative. Just because other people are creating a, a running a product doesn't mean that there shouldn't be competition for that product. If you see what I mean, this is another thing that Y Combinator and all of these incubation programs will, will say to you: Oh, don't go doing this. Don't go and build this product. There's other people already doing it. Don't don't worry about it, man. Which then allows these big, well-funded organizations to maintain control. You guys in the United States are particularly feeling this. Look at how these big corporations are able to lobby for direct government access. I'll give you an example. Uh, a, a certain tech billionaire with multiple companies managed to build his companies largely from government subsidies and tax relief. And as soon as he got that and built his companies up, he then turned around and lobbied the government saying, you know what, this is really bad. We shouldn't be spending taxpayers' money on all this tax relief and yada yada for companies, even though he was a massive beneficiary of this. Yeah, that's the American way. That's the American yeah, way. close the door behind you. I'm not about that. I'm about trying to pull as many people with me through the door as as, fit, as possible. That's why all the tech I built, I build is designed not for exclusivity, but for inclusivity. It's that's be- the best definition of inclusivity I've ever heard. Keeping the door open for competition and looking at it as healthy. Other than uh, other than uh, something to be shut down, but yachts are very expensive to run. You know? <laughs> I don't want a yacht though. Like, like, but, but I mean, if you if you did, you you gotta like it's not just a two hundred fifty million dollar yacht. It's ten percent operating costs. So twenty five million a year. If somebody comes up and starts eating your margin, think about all the people's jobs that are at risk. That are on that yacht. <laughs> I mean, All right, so this is great advice. You've, I, I like. I have one British quote. I like that ties into a little bit of what you're saying. It's from uh, from I believe he's been called the greatest Brit, but I'm sure you have some thoughts on that subject. I mean, you might be the greatest Brit for all I know. Um, it's uh, Winston Churchill said, uh, "Success is is meeting one failure after another without losing one ounce of enthusiasm." I may be butchering the quote a little bit. True, that is very true. A, a Winston Churchill was not a freaking hero. I mean, let us not let's not get it twisted. He is indirectly, or some would say, directly responsible for a hell of a lot of the shenanigans in the Middle East right now, along with a certain Lawrence of Arabia. But that's a whole other hi- history lesson to get into another day. Which I would love to talk with you about at some other time. I really love l- learning that type of history. Who is the greatest Brit from from your perspective? Um. Originally, I would have said somebody like James Watt, but then I found out that James Watt stole his steel-making recipe from the Caribbeans. So um, I kind of, unfortunately, I can't really think of a truly great Brit because most of the great Brits have stolen their shit from somebody else. And that person generally turned out to be brown. So, (sighs) yeah, Um, I mean, there's Britons, actually Britain, let's not go twisted. Britain, particularly ancient Britons, were incredible. They didn't stand for no nonsense. They gave the Romans a good run for their money. They were like the libertarians on crack. Seriously, they were awesome. 
and and they rolled with paganism, which despite the bad press it gets, I you know I myself I I roll I'm closer to pagan than I am any other religion. If I had a religion, maybe because, maybe King Arthur, you know, unless you're more of a Merlin fan. I mean, yeah, yeah <laughs> that guy's old school, right? Yeah, was that a real kid? Was that a real guy, or was that uh, just a story? Actually, you know, King Arthur was real, but he was Roman, so it's it's very, it's very different. And bear in mind, the truth will probably turn out that King Arthur was the bad guy, Merlin was really the good guy, and he was trying to save the rest of us. All right, well, I'm just going with you as uh, as the uh, the greatest Brit. So, how do people find you? They want to get a hold of you. This has been an exciting show, and they probably want to learn more about your thinking and 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 your style and and your your beautiful energy, which we appreciate you bringing to the show. Too. How do people get a hold of you? Um, it's easy. Just type in JB Benjamin to Google. There is no other name like it. It's unique. Or type in Cryotech or just search for Vox Messenger. You can also find me on Twitter under JBWB2020. Uh, and I am always streaming and I'm always in Twitter live spaces as well. I mean, I run three companies. I've got four kids and I'm married, but I still manage to do Twitter live spaces periodically as well. Um, that's wonderful. Well, JB, thank you so much for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on The Scaling Edge. We're going to throw those links in the show notes, and we will see you soon. Cheers. Take it easy. Thanks, guys.